0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dave, and I'm here with Emily. And today we're talking with Linda Haviv, who's a developer advocate at AWS. Linda, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here.
0: I am a fan of the stuff that you're doing. And I don't know if our audience is on the talks on TikTok and Instagram, And the feedback, like the most heartfelt feedback that Emily and I get is when people say that we're real and it doesn't feel like AWS just like marketing to them. And you've figured out a way in that new, you know, there's always trends, people who aren't on TikTok, this is just Dave's stupid take on TikTok. So there's always a meta to it. There's always a current trend. Sometimes there's trends, and one of them I love this, where you were like knocking on a door uh, on a wall. Like this is the current trend, right? One person knocks on one side and you're like, I'm a DDoS attack. And our audience will know what a DDoS attack is. But I'm like, what a like great way of representing a really techie, geeky concept to just an everyday audience. And I think we need more of that at AWS. And so I am I'm am thrilled to talk to you. And why don't we Emily and I always like to start with a little bit of background because I think there's nothing more interesting than someone's journey. So, what was that shift? You were an actual journalist. You weren't like, you know, a blogger. Like you were working for a major publication. I won't say any names to protect the innocent, but you were like, you know, you were doing the news and you had a career like that. And what turn, you know, meant that you just decided to go down this tech track?
1: Yeah. So, um, I was working in TV production, daytime TV, um, and it was very fast paced. Um, it was very different, but I, you know, when you do different jobs and this is kind of a tip for anybody, right. Coming out of college, right. One of the best things you could do is really try different things to know what you like to do, what you can't do every day. For me, um, I realized I really wanted something more in depth that, It is not just ending that day. When you do TV production, you're walking at 3 a.m. You're just like, everything's kind of touch and go. You have zero flexibility. uh, Wait,
0: 3 a.m.? Did you say 3 Um, a.m.?
1: Oh, yeah. I used to do morning show type uh, shifts Oh, my goodness. Yeah, depending. I I did a lot of different jobs within that time period. Um, And uh, it was really, there was a lot of adrenaline. So it's really cool. The people you get to meet, the things you get to see. But it wasn't something... I felt was exactly what I was looking to do, and I thought I was going to go to law school, so I thought this was going to be temporary anyway in some respects because I felt like those skill sets aren't many things we do, right? right like whether you are a lawyer or in tech, you could come at some point and speak on that topic and be niched and what I realized also is like a lot of the t v life, especially i think as as women in in that industry, you get booted out at a certain age, better to have like some sort of thing that you can um Really like stick to from a niche standpoint because if you're only doing TV, I saw many people just in the industry get booted out for their age. So, oh, wow, and that, that age would be 28,
2: right? I yeah. mean, at the like minute uh, yeah. How many do you see
1: on TV that are, yeah. you know, so on that, in that respect, I realized um, this was something that I have many skill sets that are transferable from. I will revisit in some capacity, but I can't see myself doing that on the day to day for the goals I have in my life which were I did want to have a family I did want to have flexibility and I wanted something that I felt like I was going on a deeper level that it was fulfilling for me um and I ended up as you wear many hats and in, in production I feel like you are there in vulnerable moments I ended up uh, you know, doing many things, uh, whether it be like everything from, you know, when I was starting out of college, like dry cleaning to like uh, getting guests yeah. from the other to, from the other floor to getting eight babies from the green room up to a morning show to getting a 90 something year old on a treadmill in two minutes to setting up a stock
2: of gold. Like
0: this is yeah, like a like TV show. Crazy. This is like a 30 Rock. I'm, I'm picturing 30 Rock right now.
2: Yes. Eight babies? Is this the Octomom? It was like one of those, like,
1: no, this was like, uh, also the eight babies came with like a bunch of parents. So then trying to move them. (laughs) It was like one of those uh, uh, segments about shopping for baby products and they needed to have the babies on set. So um, lots of, you know, things you learn from just working like kind of the production end. Um, But through that, uh, I also built a website (laughs) at some point um, for a book for one of the anchors. And I ended up trying to customize something and dabbled with code. And at that point, I studied wow. for the LSATs. I thought I'm going to law school, um, but I realized that I really wanted to go to law school for the school part. But I didn't know if being a lawyer was what I wanted to do because every lawyer I spoke to didn't seem too happy, and right. they felt like reliant on a company. And I wanted a skill set that I could have that, regardless of what company I work for, I could also freelance with, or like have like some sort of padding. Like I just felt like I wanted a skill set that I could do regardless not that law you can't but you kind of need a lot more years and it was a little different it's a different purpose and i also wanted to be able to be myself and expressive and i felt like tech was one of those things where i went to meetups and was like hmm. i feel like the job itself like in as far as like you look at the job it doesn't really matter like what hair color you have or where You know, like it just feels like a lot more like you're not representing like certain, you know, companies and as a lawyer, you know, like it's different. So I, I felt like it was a lot more up my alley. It was something you could build. So I ended up going to meet up. Sorry, in short. I'm I'm totally uh, <laughs> saying this in on the long format.
0: <laughs> no, this um, is what's important. Like, yeah, I was I was talking to someone. I don't want to name any names, but the same problem I had when I went to school was. How and it's so I tell people this all the time, by the way. If you're in your 20s and you're just starting out, it's okay that what you want is money, like in your career. That's okay. And that's what I wanted people to tell me. My career counselor in college was if I switched, I realized I'm not as smart as you all. You continue to impress me. I'm like, I'm more on the business, like, and so I'm like, this comm size stuff, it's all theory, it's not my jam. And I switched from computer science to a bachelor of arts in information systems, which is what I ultimately graduated with. But no one could tell me if I was gonna make more money or less money. And it, it scared me and it wasn't until I had, this is why I think cooperative, uh, a co-op program is so important, is once I started doing co-op and I did an internship at uh, in the pharma industry. And so I was meeting people that are like, well, you know, a DBA job, you make this much. And if you're a coder, you make this much. And it, do you wanna go into management, Dave? You can make this much. And, you know, just having that, I think um, the fact that you're, you're talking about that is great. I Always the question I get from, from your post is like, where do I begin? Where do I start? And where can I make the most money? Right. <laughs> and by the way, the web too. Thank goodness for the internet and the web. I mean, so many people like you want to make a web page. Right. And like that's how you get the that's how you get into coding It's like, right. wow, I just put something. And everyone sees it.
1: That was the thing um, for me when I started dabbling with it, and I was trying to just customize the website. Then I was like, oh, this is so cool. So I went to meetups. It was so easy for me to go to YouTube, to go to different resources at the time that I made that switch and be able to pretty much explore everything for free. And I did that for like a year. I would go to meetups and just try to like immerse. I thought it was meetups and a lot of free resources that really made me realize I had an epiphany. I'm, I want to make the switch and quit my TV job yeah. and go, into a co- go to a coding bootcamp. And then choosing which niche was another thing, right? You try to go into tech, then you're like tech. Okay, yeah. there's like a zillion different like niches. Like, where do you start? Just knowing that that takes time to figure out yeah. is really important. And for me, I went through a few different directions throughout that year where I was like, I want to go maybe into mobile development. But then realizing all the mobile jobs, mobile development jobs in my network were not in corporate and not in a network that I already had. And I knew that the only, the best thing for me to do a quick change was to use the network I already had, maybe skill sets I already had or industry I was already in. And used as a transferable skill to land a junior developer job on the other end. So I went to web development, which was, according to market research at the time, much more uh, prominent as far as job market. And I was I kind of did that research by walking into I walked into the head of digital's office even like at the company I was working for. It was like, what job? What do you need? And he's like, JavaScript developers, and that's exactly. What I was
2: <laughs> that is amazing. I can just like picture you marching through this New York office. <laughs> going, they are like, excuse me. i was like, hi, my name is Linda. <laughs> I feel like that's your superpower though. Hi, my <laughs> name is Linda. I have a question. Like, that is what <laughs> makes you so unique. <laughs> and it was really funny because
1: like, I, I've done that many times and I think not like lesson for that. I think when you're coming with the, with the approach of advice and you're asking people for advice and not asking them to do the work for you and you're just asking, yeah. hey, you know, like I really, I have done this and this amount of work. I think I really want to make this switch. I would love to do it here if possible. Who, yeah. are, who are the people to contact? And then kind of went down that line. And then one person led to another. And if they didn't know the answer, you know, I always approached with advice, was always kind of, but still like proactive in the sense of like, I wasn't planning on not asking them. And, you know, that really gave me my yeah. in to starting my job. Because when I graduated the bootcamp, I already had a network because I like that yes. I kind of built and it wasn't like in tech because tech is in everything So you can find entry level jobs in many different industries and sometimes maybe it's not it could be the ideal industry you want to work with it could not but the the first job in my opinion is harder to break into oh my gosh being strategic about that is really important and i realized that through meetups and that's the power of meetups also whether it be virtual or in person just really Mm -hmm. being able to listen to the issues people go through and you realize okay this is where i need to be more calculated
2: yeah that's fantastic. I just want to note that Dave is making fun of me because I said the word. And yeah. He's, he's <laughs> rubbing off on me that I'm cursing less. <laughs> well, good job, Em. So um, good. <laughs> okay, Wait, I want to back up. How, what was your experience at code school? How long was it? Did you yeah. work through it? Yeah. Uh, tell me everything. Yeah. So I actually went to the, a software
1: engineering boot camp. It was three to four months full-time in person called the Flatiron School in New York City. I did a lot of research on boot camps before going to the one I went to. And the reason being was I don't think they're all created equal. And I think a lot of learning mm-hmm. in it, like, especially in this kind of industry is from your peers,
2: mm-hmm.
1: not just your teachers. So when you're asking questions and when you're so much of it is also like a mental game, like you need to be able to feel like a mindset, sorry, like a mindset game. Like you need to be able to feel
2: like you could do it. Yeah.
1: And over time you realize your whole job is pretty much knowing you will figure it out. <laughs>
2: It's, like a, it's kind of a yeah. skill set you keep um, I do, like, oh,
0: I have like, been a fan office. for a very long time of GDD, I think you should put this in your, your Google next Google-driven dev- development yes, your next DevOps <laughs> book that's amazing I've never heard that before <laughs> I love how we're in sync that you figured out what it was, that's all it is, I think that's every development, I'm like, I know it's the true. concepts, I know the theory, but I don't know what language it is or what the yeah. syntax is, I'm just searching and then, you know yeah. Slack's gonna give me an answer or stack overflow. I call or... myself
1: a professional student. Yes.
0: No, well, that's a philosophy <laughs> for life. I think everyone should yeah. have that, right? If always the the you always get the beginner hat know. and
1: the learner hat, yeah. you you remove any any ego to it too yes. and you also remove any criticism to yourself and you kind of say yeah. listen, i'm going to figure this out and the only thing you really measure yourself is trying your best to figure yes. it out and asking questions when you need to ask it and not being embarrassed about it no and i can't humility.
0: do that i suck at that linda i can't ask for help helpful questions <laughs> i have to figure it out myself and i would just like to say for anyone listening to this i have failed spectacularly including amazon twice before this role and microsoft you name it I suck completely at live coding interviews. Can't do them, oh. uh, and you know, as a I've been a keynote speaker and I've been on stage in front of people. You ask me to code live, I'm like, do I get a computer and a browser because that's how I code, and I need yeah. time. And then think about it. To me, coding the amazing thing about developer is like code is like human thought, right? It's why we have bugs in there, but it's it's right. basically taking human thought into digital form. Yeah. And I can't and do that in front of a whiteboard. I'm sorry. So if you struggle with that stressful. too, you're <laughs> awesome. Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's very, I feel like it's also resourcefulness. And isn't yes. it all about also like innovating on top of each other's stuff? Yes. So Like, how yes. are we going to have time to do that? If we're all going to be like, let me. I mean, I think doing things from scratch is very good from a learning standpoint. But like when you're mm-hmm. doing the job and you're, you know,
2: working smart is important. Yeah, uh, this this comes up all the time with me because people, they'll go to my website and they're like, this is beautiful. Doha, what is it built in? And I'm like, Squarespace. I I use Squarespace. I'm not rolling my own website because here's what it is. My website is done. I don't have to think about it. There's no like debt on it. I move things around. It's done. And that is so much better to me than having done it myself and be halfway through the project and not have a website. Agreed. It's like there's things that outweigh the – to do something for learning purposes
1: or for, you know, for wanting to understand, like, just, like, taking apart a computer and putting it together and that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. you want to understand the core. But, but once you're in the – kind of you're doing the thing and you get it and you understand the deeper parts, like, I feel like unless you really want to do that, like, exactly. Like, also, there's a patching standpoint to it. Like, there's, like, security. Yeah. There's updates. There's features. Like, for example, I have an e-commerce shop that's small, right? Coding mm-hmm. crystals, right? Yep, I use Shopify. Why? Yeah. Well, do you know how many integrations this thing has? Custom forms? <laughs> you want me to start building? I'm not, I'm not going to be able no. to work a full-time job. It didn't, the, the
2: store will not exist. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. Do you feel, I, I feel like I went to codes, because I went to code school as well, and I feel like I went during the golden era of code schools where there was Significant amount of jobs, especially in what I would call the friendly languages, JavaScript, Python, Ruby, yep. Um, and people were willing to invest in juniors. I don't know that I would feel the same going into a code school now. I'm not sure that I would. I would recommend yeah. or expect people to have the same experience. Do you agree with that, or how do you feel? I, I actually agree with that a lot. I think. Now there's
1: also more options, but also harder. It's more competition to get the junior jobs. So I think like there's apprenticeship programs as well that did not exist. A lot of big companies do this, which is really helpful when you're kind of getting paid to learn. However, of course, the salaries are probably lower. So when you're starting out, so maybe you have to think through and do that research on if you would want to jump ship at a certain point, if like maybe it's worth it for you to work a few years and that to have that on your resume. And that that's very subjective on like, I always say make pros and cons in the different directions you could go. Because I think the one challenge that's really tough, right, is people really want a blueprint on how to break into the industry. And there really is none. In some ways, it's the coolest thing. It's empowering because there's an accessibility to it. Like you could come uh-huh. from anywhere and get into this industry. However, it could also be very overwhelming to try to figure out what's what's the right path uh, for me. And yeah. people want that answer because it's very hard when you're sacrificing your time, your salaries, maybe, you know, you're not working maybe for a certain time to do this and you're like taking loans or whatever you're doing. Yeah. You know, I, I took a loan when I did that mm-hmm. and it was oh, wow. very nerve wracking, just the concept of like going into the unknown. I'm kind of in, in my head, I have the Frozen soundtrack right now, like into the unknown, you know, like that thing. Where, <laughs> <laughs> like, what's,
2: what's I won't dare try and sing that since you're actually a singer. <laughs> um, I would embarrass everyone. <laughs> Totally like cue the actual song, dance. <laughs> but, I love it.
1: You know, it's it's one of those things that it really feels that way. Like so many moments, I was just remember. I remember from boot camp that I was just like, "What am I doing?
2: <laughs> like, yeah, am yeah. I crazy? Am I absolutely crazy to do this?" No, I know it was scary. It was very scary, and I felt because I had I was a writer before. I had done PR and nonprofit work. And, oh, wait, and what writing. is it?
0: You were a writer. I, Before a tech Fair? yeah. This is why you wrote a book. No, this is just my ego. You, you, now, I'm, like, I'm not as bad as I thought because your book's amazing, and I'm like, how can Emily Thank like you. do this stuff, and I can't even write like a six pager. So, all yeah, right, no, you have prior good. experience.
2: Yeah, and this was, I did this had for a prior decade.
0: singing experience, so I'm all good. Yeah. My ego's checked. Thank you.
2: Well, and I think that's where because I I went to code school and I thought, what a waste! I've wasted ten years. I'm behind. And I got really upset about yeah. it. And then I realized coming in, I have a superpower because I can write. And, and with that, I can communicate. You know, people consider me a really good speaker. And I always say, I'm not a good speaker. I'm a good writer. I write mm-hmm. my talks and then I deliver them. It's, it's like a scripted storytelling. That's what I call it. Oh, wow. um, and so, yeah, absolutely. But it, it has it has accelerated my career because I had that background. And I think whatever your background, it leaves an imprint on you and a point of view That makes you unique in the industry. And the more you lean into that, the more powerful you can be.
1: You have a definitely a different outlook and different transferable skill set. And so much of also working as, you know, a developer in tech, whatever the role may be, is not just the skill set. It's skills and different skills of communication and different skills that you bring in knowledge and understanding of your users. If you Mm work in healthcare and you're going to a tech company that, you know, works that creates products for healthcare for the healthcare industry you have an understanding that's totally different than anybody just yes. walking in and all, coming from a computer science degree and i think we need all of that we need all those different routes i think that's that's what makes a product you know good yeah <laughs> cuz everyone uses it so
0: <laughs> in the aws space so let's make this practical for people too because yes. you went through all this and then you went and you got certifications Yes. How did you approach that? Because I want any advice that you have and your audience, I imagine, is very different than the audience that, you know, AWS as a whole and marketing and what we see through a lot of our channels, because you mm-hmm. are speaking to people who want to pivot into tech and they're, they're trying to learn all of this. And then they see AWS. I mean, how many, like we have like 20 something certifications right like how did you approach that and yeah. levels you know the goal set like what was that that shift in the in the certification
1: so it's funny because even though i was working as a web developer how i ended up kind of learning cloud skills and being interested in it was because i went to meetups and was networking with people and somebody work as work was working within like aws not at aws but cloud technologies and it piqued my interest and i ended up kind of looking at the company I was working at and everything, you know, sometimes is silent. So you're not on those teams. And I realized that we're migrating all this data to the cloud and it was just so fascinating. So I ended up using certifications as a guide, but I wasn't working in cloud. And so a lot of how I even started social media and started getting into more like AWS and cloud and all that was really trying to create deadlines for myself and using what I had, the network I had, I think resourcefulness and like proactivity is really important where you're trying to make those transitions. And I was like, okay, how do I give myself a deadline to learn these skills? It seems like this is something really I love, I'm excited about, I like that macro architecture. And I think this is kind of where I wanna grow my knowledge, but I am not on that team. I'm not working on that day to day. How do I get there? And what I did was I started uh, studying, taking certifications as a guide. I did the, a- the ASA one. Cloud Practitioner did not exist at the time. So I did the Associate Solution Architect one. And You want
0: to know what's funny? Cloud Practitioner is the first one I took.
1: Really? Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's hanging up on the wall look at that achievement
1: it's funny because i think i forgot exactly when it. i ended up taking cloud practitioner after i took asa because it came out I wow like right the- that had to be
0: so easy at that point yeah,
1: yeah i did not study for that one at that point you're like um, it's the
0: meme i'm am i just better than everyone when it you was took just that like, exam
2: <laughs> <laughs> we should we gotta do that and then put it as the like main picture for this pod oh my
1: gosh it was it was really one of those things where I used it as a guide and then made a lunch and learn internally and committed to that weekly. So I would teach what I would learn and I would use social media in the same way where I hold held myself accountable and was able yeah. to back. Because so much of how I learned was through free resources and like community. And and you
0: do a really good job of sharing that online. I have seen you. you. I don't know
1: what I'm doing half that, the time, but thank you.
0: <laughs> but that's you just basically Lovely. described humanity at for yeah. however long we've existed. So.
1: But, really, a lot of it is also like relatability, right? Like when I was trying to make the shift even from t v to tech, it really was seeing people via meetups and there was somebody on Instagram called Coda Girl. She was one of the first ones who did like in tech Instagram, and her presence, just her presence on the platform made me feel like I could do it because I saw somebody i was more i related to yeah. that was in the industry and it didn't feel like this, because sometimes if you go to some meetups, it just feels like people sometimes have an ego and they like making believe, you know, like they, they don't want to be that like helpful sometimes. Uh, most people I've met, thankfully, were, were great, but there were some meetups I ended up in that were not the best. And that could easily get your confidence down from going into the industry. So making sure you surround yourself also with a support system or like even like just on on social media, because when you're like going, when you're going on your day to day remote especially with a pandemic and everything. A lot, a lot of us are like home. A lot of us are a lot more uh, isolated, I guess. To really surround yourself with the things you want and weed out what's around you to make sure you're in the right mindset to make those transitions. So for me, like that was important in every point of like my career. For cloud, I started really also getting involved with the community. I ended up joining the AWS Community Builder Program as well. Mm-hmm. And over time, when the right opportunity opened at the at the place I worked, yeah, so the right opportunity uh, opened at the place I worked, and I ended up, you know, applying for the job. And it was, I mean, uh-huh. they already knew I was like kind of like a person talking a lot about AWS, like, it was kind <laughs> of like, it was, just, it was very natural, because I already built that trust. And I started sure. working and inserting myself in so many different things, including was a point of contact with the AWS accounts team, we started running certification programs within the company. So oh, wow. I mean, there was just a lot that just ended up happening from those launch and learns and from just using those certifications as a guide. And I always say it's a it's a guide, because you do need the hands on projects to get a job. And a lot of people you know it's confusing. They're like, "Let me get certified," and then I get a job, and it's like hard to. You want to give them directions so they're successful, and I'm like, "You need like the hands on projects with the certifications. Maybe yeah. the certifications are more certification." Like- it's you like need. it's
0: happy path. It's when everything went exactly. right and human beings didn't touch it, and then you were, like handed this <laughs> yeah. thing. You're like, oh, "What did you people do?" That's basically the job once you get certified.
2: Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> humans didn't touch it. Um, do oh, you like? No, no, no. Can we talk about social media? Like, how did you, I mean, I think some of your best content is on TikTok, and then I know you cross post to other yeah. platforms. How did you get started into that? Was it yeah, scary? Very- I'm scared of TikTok. I've talked to you. I'm like, they're mean, yeah. they're very I know, mean. No. And that's what I think
1: about What I think about Twitter. So we're going to help each other because Thank I you. Okay. I, I, can, I for years avoided Twitter for that reason. I yeah. think the, social media platforms in general, always feel scary until you find your community on there. And once you have a support system of sorts, it feels less scary. And so when I started out, I really started out on Instagram and it was only photos at the time. So, and stories over time. So when I started out, it was a lot of like photos and I already built a lot, specifically a women in tech community on there was interesting because like, it was like definitely a bubble that people don't realize is on Instagram. And then over time when videos- and talk about
0: big, reaching- Young girls in STEM, like meeting them where they are, right? Right. I feel like Twitter is sometimes quite aggressive. They're not going to follow my Twitter account. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Like some people might watch or be there, but they might not write a lot. So how do you find them? Right. They might not interact publicly as much. For example, something that I kind of avoided on Twitter was when you like a tweet, people see that you like a tweet, right? So if you are working somewhere and you don't feel comfortable liking things. It, and you're followed on Twitter by people you work with that could cause you, like it there was just like a lot of things that I felt like maybe people aren't active on the platform, but they're part of the community and they're not able to voice today. I think it's a little different, but I think, you know, social media over time also became more acceptable and for companies, for, for their employers to have. But I think like, you know, year, a few years back. It wasn't always the case. Like, you know you kind of weren't sure what the line was having social media not having social media especially when working in media you kind of right. like, And then everyone needed a it social
0: out. media platform that was like right. internal for the company.
1: Yeah, so Instagram yeah. felt safer in that, in that respect for me and it was also yeah. more visual. It was less like I could I could just kind of share my passion and and I'm a visual learner so for me I really enjoyed infographics like explaining things. I would kind of mini blog so I would write like I would have like a concept on, with a photo or something and then like I would actually write Certain things, or kind of journal in a way. Um, and over time, when Reels came out, I created Reels. And then I was like, why am I just posting it here? So I started throwing them on TikTok. And that's how I got into TikTok.
0: Explain Reels.
1: Yeah. So Reels are also just like TikToks. They're like, you know, short videos. It used to be like less than 30 seconds or less than 15 seconds. Now you could make them longer. But at the time, you know, kind of the same format as TikTok. Because initially, when I started, I had a TikTok account and I didn't post much because it was, I wasn't sure yet how tech would be taken there. And a lot of my content is tech. And then at the time during the pandemic, uh, the beginning of the pandemic, there was an email that went out from TikTok for creators that they were paying people to put educational content on there. I didn't do it because I had zero capacity. I had two kids. One of them was under, under a year. Like I, at that point was, was, yeah, I, I had no capacity yeah. for anything and I was using Instagram as an outlet, but I didn't have capacity to take on another platform. Looking back, wish I did it, but of course I could say that all day. But I did, at at the time, that stuck in the back of my mind that they wanted to push educational content. And so down the road when I started really doing more Instagram Reels, when I did have capacity to do videos, because that took longer than photos, that's when I started putting the stuff on TikTok. And then I realized there's a whole community of people who are interested in the stuff on TikTok, and I started taking the feedback and really utilizing it. Questions. And it kind of ends up being like, almost like a chicken and egg thing where like, you're kind of getting inspired by the community to create content and you're hitting the things that, that is, are helping them in their career. If you're coming with a hat of helping people in their career, you will succeed. And I, I don't it. mean by like that in virality, you could be niche. It's not about like numbers. It's more about yeah. like succeed in helping people making a difference.
2: I think that's actually where people go wrong because, um, so first of all, I think that humans Have an assumption that because you have succeeded at something, you know why you succeeded at it. I'll get questions a lot around, well, how do I get whatever, you know, dozens, thousands of followers, whatever it is? I don't know. I don't like. I put a few stupid jokes, and I'm, I'm, you know, very much myself on Twitter. I'm not my whole self on Twitter. There's other parts of me. I call it my whore crux. You know, it's it is an authentic aspect of me.
0: Um, yeah, but somewhat
2: a flattened one, you know, yeah. by design. Uh, but I, I don't know. You have to be you, you know. We're all sort yeah. of different, and I think people they try and put on a performance, and that never resonates. Never works. No. And I think that's why TikTok specifically
1: does so well right now, with like why it's really up and coming in so many respects. I think authenticity and it is much more valued there. It might sound meet people might. You know, depending on what talk you're on, there are maybe niches just like the world. There's niches you don't want to be in. Think about how many people are on the platform. So, of course, it could get a rap. But once you find, like, your your community, like, and, and kind of the topics you, you're interested in, like, there's so much value because you see how much authenticity is valued in those platforms because people see through that. And it's also not highly edited. It, like, yes. Yeah like people put certain things and you have that but i feel like people see through that more and more like instagram used to be this thing where everything was photos right and it was very fake
0: for me tiktok my fyp is like sacred it's like like my youtube recommendations and it's filled and you've seen some of this linda that i've shared like yeah. i go on there and i laugh right like it's all it's humor it's animals doing stupid stuff it's people <laughs> being people and when i go onto other platforms I always feel like it's people trying to show the best day of their life to me on the worst day of my life, you know. And so TikTok is like, it's just, and it continues to be. I don't know what kind of algorithm they do, but like if I'm laughing at something, it's very rare that then I'll get something that I don't laugh at, or maybe it's not the next one, but at least a couple. And we all need laughter. We all need laughter. Yeah, and I, (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, the whole tech. Like whatever this is, I've discovered a lot of amazing people through you because you're incredible at sharing others. Like you've already mentioned Coder Girl. I love
1: sharing others. I feel like a lot of my account and community, that's the other thing. I use Instagram stories a lot for purposes of sharing others. Like that is, and now they just released, they released recently stories on TikTok, which I'm new to and I'm using a lot more now. It's a little different because I can't share people's posts you know, that way, like it doesn't share that way, but who knows. But that's the difference also with TikTok and Instagram a little bit that I'm still, and it keeps evolving. But Instagram, I feel like when you have a following, you go back to that community. So when you post something, it goes back to that community and the stories hit that community. So you could get a feedback loop. You could really build relationships on TikTok as well, but some things now with stories, it might be a little easier to kind of continue the conversation with people. So I'm I'm still like part of my approach sometimes is to funnel from TikTok to Instagram to then kind of build relationships with people and like help them through a journey. However, I think TikTok the way the algorithm works and the way it reaches people it reaches a lot more people and I've met a lot through TikTok. And the questions are sometimes a lot more raw. Man, uh, you yeah. get a lot more like you get a lot more of the feedback too. So I think both have like you kind of find in your niche what is giving you what in the, in the way of what you're how you're trying to like yeah. help different people? I also feel like TikTok has more beginners. Beginners like
0: I I'm laughing and I think this should be a rule, especially <laughs> for fathers. I told this to all my friends when <laughs> they were all joining social media. I said I want you to act on social media like at any time you can hand the phone to your kids and they can oh, see that. every interaction you ever had. And if you're sure. embarrassed by any of that, don't post it.
2: My daughter likes to edit my tweets. She she Does wants to really. really- to her, and she has to approve mm-hmm. them. So it's we should we really have a shared Twitter account. It's just oh, under, that's so that's awesome. actually adorable. I want to know more yeah. about this. She's this so really cool. cute. <laughs> no, she um she definitely has opinions about people in the industry and mostly based on gift selection. She has a well, lot of opinions so based on photos and gifts that people use. I love the yeah. point
1: about authenticity, though, Emily. Like earlier yeah. that you said, I think like it's very hard. Like finding your voice on these platforms is also really important. Yes.
2: Yeah. And being you don't have to follow,
1: like you have to be yourself. Like think about the things you've kind of always enjoyed doing and like live through that. Cause then that's also sustainable. I've been like consistently on there because I enjoy being on there.
2: You know, like I actually based my approach to Twitter on something I heard around, this is going to sound so weird. Just bear with me. I was watching an interview and someone was asking, how do you get on to Big Brother, the TV show, like reality TV? And the person answered that you have to take the weirdest parts of yourself and make them even weirder. Just amplify the really (laughs) unique aspects of you. And that's how you get on reality TV. And I thought, that's really interesting because it highlights that people like a unique point of view. And they I always talk about pottery with human bonding. When you're attached, if you're making a teapot and you're attaching the spout to the teapot, you you mark up each side. You scratch it. And that's what makes it stick together. Humans don't bond over our perfect houses right. and our lovely parts. We bond over hurt and trauma and authentic authenticity and stories. Um and the more Being you can heard. share with that. Yeah. Yeah. The more that people can, can attach to that and feel safe. So I love that.
0: Oh, I forgot why you were saying that. I should have done this.
2: (laughs) I feel like we need a meditation hour.
0: No, that was really good.
2: Meditations with him. Yes. You
0: (laughs) are awesome. (laughs) You are amazing. You are strong.
2: Yes. Absolutely. We can do this. <laughs>
0: we have a little home. ASMR. Do some yes. ASMR.
2: I'm opening
0: option. the visual studio. Do
2: the ASMR. I'm compiling
0: <laughs> the code. <laughs> All right.
2: Okay, as we close on this very strange episode that is an amalgamation of all of our personalities. Let me ask yourselves, <laughs> Linda, what are you excited for, uh, social or not? Like, what what may has you excited? Yeah, I'm so excited to
1: connect with the community more. Really, also like be innovative in the approach of how we we interact and educate. It's fun. We do fun things. We build cool things, especially with AWS. Like. I want to be able to just do that in a more authentic way and really keep that. And so I'm really excited to just connect with the community more and take those risks too. And I think that is really important also for anything you're doing. Like, don't be scared of the unknown. It feels unknown like right now for me. <laughs> but yeah. It's awesome. I'm excited for it. And uh, I guess you don't really have growth unless it doesn't feel a little scary. So, uh, but no, I'm, I'm pumped. I feel like it's very much uh, one of those things that I get to use everything I love to do <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, you know, I love people, uh, love, inter- you know, interacting with people through different platforms and, uh, yeah. And, and I'm excited to connect with everyone. They, this amazing team that's, that's at AWS. So that's, it's going to be awesome. In general, what are you
2: excited about? Me? Oh, <laughs> well, oh. the question to you. Mm. The tables have turned. Oh <laughs> no one's ever asked. No one has ever asked. We've done how many episodes? <laughs> <and everyone's asked? gasps> Wait, all right. I'm nervous. Um, let's see. <laughs> it's It's. <laughs> i have a date tonight and i'm excited
0: Ooh, yeah. Awesome. Uh,
2: yeah he seems nice he's in tech but not our portion of tech which is important um tall cowboy so, yeah.
0: one of those what? tall g- tall cowboy one of those no. tall denver cowboys. no no
2: not a, not a, I just picture not with a the
0: tall cowboys
2: i don't actually live in a western film dave okay <laughs> just do <laughs> run around i picture
0: emily out, out on the ranch I picture you out on the ranch. Walking around, Don't you come around here? That's my family. And there's like the log cabin. It's like from Westworld with the mama. And I picture Emily out like that. And there's yes, horses the riding by. 100%. Beautiful mountains and everything. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave, what are you excited about?
0: Oh, gosh. I, uh, an awakening. I think oh, wait, hold on. I feel like there's an awakening in people. Like people are pissed off at the way things have been, you know? And I feel like if anything it's moving people to action. So there's more people like me now that are like, what the heck is going on? And maybe things will change.
1: I think that much. whole thing should be a TikTok video. Right? There. That that whole section
0: it could be. I can break these down.
1: You need to break we'll these work down together. We'll a us developers there. podcast is coming to TikTok. This was so, so
0: the net net of that is Emily is excited about finding someone and I'm excited about humanity waking up.
2: Yeah. You make so mine where- sound so petty. You're like, <laughs> no, we're on not- <laughs> a global mission." And I'm like, we're going to get an eight dinner." So that's cool. <laughs> Little things in life. Okay. I didn't mean
0: it. I didn't mean it much love. I no, So, where can folks find you online?
1: Oh, uh so lindaviva.com has all my links. Um and I'm excited to connect with y'all. And, no, and, and, and uh, maybe on uh, if people uh, want to interact, my uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok are probably the top
0: ones. Yeah, I'll put them in the show notes. But I always just like if somebody's listening in the car and oh, they yeah. want. LindaViva.com. Of... Perfect. I'll
1: do that cut. <laughs> Le- Thank- Viva with an H at the end. Yeah. LindaViva.com because my name on social is my last name backwards.
2: <laughs> I love I
0: think love that's it. awesome. Thank okay. you so much for coming on You're- the show.
2: We're going to have you to so much you for there. having me. Yeah. Bye. Blooper.
0: this is like therapy for me every week so i'm just having fun i'm gonna cut all this out so don't worry about it all right we're ready oh wait emily have you been fast. practicing your hand farts did you practice any hand oh
2: farts? yeah Dave was teaching me how to make my hands fart oh that's a not very good
0: at it all right I do I mean, not we'll do not it another that. time okay you ready